planet. Plastic Planet, Part 2, Chapter 7, The Lottery. Life is about choices. Some we regret. Some we're proud of. Some will haunt us forever. Ram Brown. Star lay huddled with her two children in a tiny cubicle underground in Harris County's safe living colony. The colony was a labyrinth of tunnels opening to common areas that housed individual living spaces. The underground complex, once home to upscale shops and trendy dining establishments, was now packed with residents living underground to escape the poison plastic gas. Star was grateful for the 8x10 safe living space that she shared with her two children, Moon 15 and Pic 12. At 4 a.m., the lights outside of her unit increased in brightness, prompting her to make final preparations before going to work in the community garden. The early morning hours were her favorite part of the day, a period of calm before the day's first light, silent and peaceful. Star made the children's breakfast, a piece of bread complemented by several small berries, then mouthed I love you into the communication portal, which generated a hologram with I love you outlined by a heart. The image hung in the air, a note of affection for the children. As she walked to work, Star's thoughts drifted to memories of a warm day on Mustang Island spent with their family. The sun, warm and bright, hung in a perfect blue sky as waves rolled in, breaking gently as they kissed the shore before returning to sea. Star and Lee watched the children play, frolic in the ways of joyful abandon. She came to the end of the tunnel, tucking the memory away in her subconsciousness, before donning her gas mask and protective gear, preparing to leave the safety of the safe living colony to gather fresh produce from colony's greenhouses. As she approached the tunnel leading to the outside world, two fans came to life, gently pushing her, powering off when she reached the other side. Star stepped outside into the remnants of a public park. Two large greenhouses stood in the midst of weeds and brush, each 100 feet in length. Star stepped into one of the greenhouses, partially filled with green beans. The vines were thick with produce. She handpicked enough green beans to feed the county, which housed about 800 individuals, before moving on to harvest potatoes, carrots, onions, and cabbage, providing produce for this week's meal, vegetable stew. Moving to the next greenhouse to pick blueberries, for breakfast and blackberries for cobbler, finishing up at 6.30 a.m. as the day's first light emerged, illuminating the sky. Summoning a hovercraft, a, a flat cargo carrier, to load the day's bounty, Star loaded the produce to take to the degassing chamber to start the hour-long process of purging the produce of poison to make it safe for human consumption. A few minutes prior to 7 a.m., Star walked back to the entrance to the county's safe living unit, stopping 20 yards shy of the entrance to watch the sunrise. Today's sunrise was magnificent, a bright orb of energy rising into the sky, warming the earth with powerful rays. Struggling to keep her emotions in check, tears formed in her eyes, remembering the countless sunrises shared with her husband, Stu. Star passed through the entrance of the safe living colony, causing the exact sands to whirl to life, dispelling any residue of poison gas. She walked to the other side before removing her protective gear. Checking the time, then heading back to the family safe living unit to see the children off before they left for the county learning center. As she walked to her unit, she sensed a somber mood from her neighbors. Everyone seemed to be milling about, seemingly in a state of sad bewilderment, the usual chit-chat and pleasantries missing. The children were on their way out, but paused to offer salutation before departing. 
Moon kissed her on the cheek, saying, Love you, Mom, before heading out the door. Picked embraced his mother in a tight bear hug, holding her tight, then releasing her, saying, Bye, Mom, love you, before joining Moon to walk to the learning unit. Star watched them walk away before preparing her breakfast, emerging a few minutes later with smoothie in hand, issuing a command to bring up the day's news. A hologram image of the Texas governor came into view, with a notification of an important message. Citizens of Texas, I come to you with a heavy heart. Resources in the county's safe living colonies are being depleted at an alarming rate, leaving colonies without precious resources they need to sustain everyone living in the, in the units. Texas is working closely with the federal government to continue to search for ways to neutralize the poisonous gas, someday reopening our great state and our country. In the meantime, difficult decisions must be made to ensure the continued survival of the county's safe living colonies. The governor paused, looking at the camera, visibly distraught, taking a deep breath to strengthen his resolve before continuing. In accordance with the statutes from the Federal Resources Conservation Act, I am activating the state's first lottery to reduce the population of the county's safe living colonies by 15%. The lottery will take place tonight, notifications being delivered to those impacted sometime between midnight and 4 a.m. tomorrow morning. A curfew refining all county residents to their living units has been implemented between the hours of 11 p.m. and 5 a.m. to help facilitate a smooth transition. I offer my sincere apologies for the residents picked by the lottery. Your sacrifice is heartfelt and will always be remembered. We hope those evicted will have safe passage to their new destinations. May God have mercy on our souls. Star issued a command to end the broadcast, staring despondently into the air, consumed with fear and anxiety as she replayed the message repeatedly in her head, considering the implications. Being selected by the lottery meant departing the safety of the county's safe living colony, a death sentence for her and the children. Bowing her head, she said a silent prayer, asking the creator of the universe for help in keeping her family safe. Star slipped down the despondent tunnel of depression, longing for her husband. If Stu were here, he would know what to do, or at the very least they would face these tough times together. She held on to hope that Stu was alive, wishing he were here now, missing him terribly. Strengthening her resolve, Star pulled herself together for the sake of her family. Whatever the outcome, she was determined to remain strong for her children. Chapter 8, The Lottery Winners History is replete with ideologies of freedom, justice, liberation of the downtrodden and exploited. They have turned against the very people they had mobilized, or they have reproduced the same logic of exclusion and terror toward those they claimed to have set free. Tariq Ramadan Star drifted off into an uneasy slumber around 12 midnight, waiting anxiously for the lottery results to be announced, hoping fervently her family would not be selected. Her slumber was interrupted by a knock on the door just after 3 a.m., leaving her paralyzed with fear and gasping for breath. A pit formed in her stomach, knowing the Green Reapers were here to lead her and the children to their deaths. She put on her robe, running her fingers through her hair nervously. One moment, she called out, with no one replying from the other side, instead waiting in eerie silence. The unwelcome committee, here to cast her family to the cruel world outside the confinements of the safe living colony. 
Moon sat up on one elbow, awakened by the commotion, confused and fearful. Pitt pulled the cover over his head to drown out the disturbance, tired and weary. Star put on a brave face, then activated the switch to open the door, revealing a party of eight. Four officials to deliver the news, accompanied by four armed security guards to ensure compliance. The community resources director, a middle-aged woman with sad, stern eyes, issued a command bringing a hologram image displaying an official document. The Lee family, living in Harris County Unit, were selected by the Texas Lottery to be evicted from the county's safe living colony in accordance with federal statutes from the Federal Resource Conservation Act, aimed at reducing populations in county safe living colonies by 15%. The Lee family are hereby ordered to vacate the county safe living unit immediately. The director finished, falling silent, quietly driving the directive home in terrible finality. The three remaining officials from the unwelcome crew helped the Lee family gather their belongings to prepare for imminent departure. The two children were staring at Star with pleading eyes, hoping their mother could do something to stop the madness. I love you both. We'll find a way to get through this, she said softly, looking down anxious and uncertain of her reassurance. The Lee family joined the other residents targeted for eviction, human sacrifices offered up to save the tribe. The group's total grew to 105 as more of our neighbors joined the others selected by the lottery. Everyone in the group was despondent, but reacting in their own way, with some sobbing, others embracing. Many stared in the face filled with resentment, and the remainder watched in silent fortitude. At 4.30 a.m., the group formed a single-file line, shuffling forward to collect a meager bag of supplies prior to departing. A gas mask, one quarter water, and a small bag of snack food, then proceeded to the next station to don protective gear, preparing for the world outside. By 5.30 a.m., 105 displaced citizens stood outside the entrance, clinging to hope, wishing for a miracle, before a half dozen security personnel on hoverboards forced them away from the entrance. The pitiful group had nowhere to go, had no plan of action, and had no resources. Most of the group would survive the day, but those remaining outside the confines of the safe living space after nightfall would likely perish in the night, succumbing to the poison gas or falling prey to human predators. Chapter 9, Rising Star The finest thing under the sun and moon is the human soul. I marvel at the small miracles of kindness that pass between humans. I marvel at the growth of consciousness at the persistence of reason in the face of all superstition or despair. I marvel at human endurance. Anne Rice Just before first light, the pitiful group clinging to life drifted aimlessly with nowhere to go. A roll of thunder followed by a crack of lightning filled the sky, producing dark clouds before opening to reveal a tribe of Native American Indians dancing around a fire in the sky. Tribe shaman stepped forward, motioning for Star to follow him into a teepee on the other side of the fire. Star stepped inside the teepee, amazed to find a vast universe, joining the shaman on a metaphysical journey toward the center. The shaman communicated with Star in the ancient spirit language that every human is cluttered with at birth. A transformation occurred within Star, her body transcending the physical realm, becoming one with the universe, a gear on the eternal will of life leading her to understand that her life force was eternal. Her spirit vision restored, was restored 
in memory of previous lives returned. Star possessed many vessels in the course of his spirit's life, knowing with certainty that her spirit was created by the universe and crafted from the sun, a magnificent epicenter, her true parental unit. Star would return to the physical world, a champion of the downtrodden, going home to set her people free. The remaining 104 displaced citizens stared at the sky, focusing on a ray of light as it drew closer, taking on human form, Star in her spirit state. Star, radiating with energy, stood before them transformed, a supernatural force of nature, protecting the powerless. Rays of hope broke free from the spirit to comfort the despondent and give hope to the hopeless. Panic gripped the group as the ground moved beneath them, but soon faded away to hope. The evictees were filled with joy as a vast array of plants and trees grew rapidly from the ground, growing strong and tall. A circle of trees grew around the perimeter, joined together at the top with thick flowering vines, creating a natural protective dome that magically dispelled poison gas. A man cautiously removed his gas mask, testing the air before breaking into a wide grin, prompting the rest of the group to follow suit, paving the way to a joyous state of existence. Plants producing fruits and vegetables sprouted from the ground, nourished by a spring of fresh, clean water. Overcome with joy, the group feasted on nature's bounty, celebrating with grateful hearts, giving thanks to the creators of the universe. Star's faith and perseverance resulted in a miracle, giving hope to a hopeless world.